Yeah, shit's real, 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 real. That's what's up. Did I just go so, too far? Um, Maybe a little yeah. bit. Poetry night rings through. So uh, our feature tonight, Alex Carolyn Beatty's out of Massachusetts, ladies and gentlemen, right here. Look him go. Hasn't been here for nearly 10 years. I compromised. I said, I haven't seen you for 10 years. He said, eight. I'm going to go with nearly 10. That way it sounds more impressive. Uh, one, of, uh, one of the earliest features we actually had at the poetry reading way back in 2005. That was the same year that you got that last chance slam. Was it 2004? Okay, so you went on 2005. Well, hey, we're going to, don't you, I'm going to get you. I'm I'm about to get you. I'm about to get you. Before I get you, though, I'm going to say that uh, Carolyn Beatty's here has represented uh, on slam teams for uh, Boston. I mean, I mean, it's been a while. So you've you've been a, you've been a busy man. Boston, uh, Worcester, Providence. And then you just got a, a fellowship from the Worcester proud of you. Last time I saw Alex, this is where I get you. Last time I saw Alex, he was performing from memory a poem of a friend of his about, uh, God, it was so fantastic. It was about uh, pulling out cables and making soft spots with a lot of, I've been pulling, like, like beatboxing, right? Right? And making soft, and you were supposed to send that poem to me. I've been waiting eight years. <laughs> You know what? Don't you? Mm, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. But I can't wait to see you up on the stage. So, ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome back after too long, Alex Carolyn Beatty's. I can't believe I remember. Like I had that poem off page. Close to broke and going for it. The hotel lobby TV in Ann Arbor calls for rough weather. Smart play was ahead down to Lafayette a day early. Be safe, but the unknown beckoned. Along with the guaranteed hundred, motel, chance to play, expectations worn like the tires on my Hyundai. I drive most of the way, imagining myself a lightning bolt thrower, our caravan a warm front, willing the flurries in front of us to dissipate, rock band from Providence sleeping in the back, my pal Foki shotgun abusing, my laptop battery with an endless networking volley, I mean dude, why exactly a towny bar, 12 ridiculous hours north in the upper peninsula of Michigan, I shrug and drive, this time a laser beam, we a cascade of tropical rain, this works, flakes menace but fail to stick for several hours, but eventually 
Holy, my pal Foki takes the wheel. And that's when it really starts coming down. I'm talking Hiawatha Forest. Hunting territory. What the hell are we doing here, territory? Are there sentient life forms that really want to watch us perform? Anywhere near here, territory, we are scared. I tell Foki that he's doing good, but he can see the fear in my eyes, which is weird, because he really should be watching the ever-disappearing road ahead. I log off, get back to my job as harbinger of light, sender of sun rays, maddening palpitations, and silence. Beautiful and unique snowflakes. My ass, these fuckers all look the same when hurtling at you on a path that you don't have to travel. Foki is sweating nervous. It's dark, snowing, and his eyesight ain't so great. Information he might have shared earlier, I feel. I take the wheel back, radiate the warm thoughts again. Oh, you fellas must have thought the show you booked was in Houghton Lake. Six hours south by the Makalak Bridge, don't you know? Lucky to break even at this point. By now, all we really want is to leave our balls and hearts on some stages and come home different. Oh, yeah, what you do there ain't easy. Billy told me come down tonight, see you guys. Said you were good. The hulking workman in overalls. Intensity engraved in face lines. Oh, me? My job's easy. I just pick up houses and move them. He was serious. I had just finished my set. And I don't know if anyone in this room has ever seen exactly what it is I do. I can't tell if my sound is coming through. I stick like a blizzard to the high energy stuff. The more reflective social commentary disregarded. Like, these people work too hard. Like, you can see it etched into their politeness. Like, they want to forget their day. Like, I'm just realizing that I have nothing to show them or teach them about anything. I've only come to carnival them something that maybe they've never seen before and then thank them for allowing me to. That is it. I get it. They tell me to keep going. The house mover buys me a beer, hands me a greasy 20 at the end, refuses my CD, tells me it's important what you do. After a break, a couple people wanted to dance, and we were going to do our best to oblige. Our drummer snared, Foki plugged in, blazed through every chord he knew. I dislodged every half-finished song lyric between improvising. It was punk. It was not smart. It was brilliant. One couple twirled in an effort, like the last bit released like. Hello, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it has been a while. I owe you. I'm going to find you eight poems for the one for every year that I didn't give you that poem. I'm going to find you eight poems. After our conversation tonight, there'll be seven poems that I'm going to tell you about that you're going to want me to send to you, and I'll do it to make up for it. Yes. Um, at my current place of employment, I've seen faces chiseled so hard by the pyramid building labor of their lives. It's not really all that difficult to imagine that upon entrance to that great rest home in the sky, when God tenderly touches the cheeks that have cracked under the pressure cooker of too many winters, too many missed dance recitals, too many last nerves when God lovingly caresses these sore shoulders in the supreme act of light and grace Well, I can almost see. These stoic statues' hearts flutter away from stone, pause to contemplate, then simply slap those sentimental hands away like, hey, pal, I don't need your charity. Then they'll get to work, proceed to erect celestial dry wall, mixing all them pretty little clouds into mortar, hijacking angel harp strings in order to rewire the whatever. I don't know exactly what they all do for a living. I just cash their checks. 
Minus our 2% fee, of course, because my aunt, who is the boss, has got more mouths to feed than moments to mention. Our professional relationship is somewhat serendipitous. She only trusts her family to work alongside obscene amounts of currency. I didn't have to wear a suit to the interview. My mom's first cousin is a chain-smoking cyclone, addicted to 85% dark cacao chocolate bars and stress. She was once a full-ride scholarship to the Massachusetts Institute for Technology. But her dad said no. Back then, an immigrant patriarch didn't really need to provide a follow-up reason, so there was no point in asking for one. Her older brother escaped the tyranny through 20 years of drug addiction, but she found sanctuary in true love, kind that works for a living. The kind that still interrupts my day up to 10 times per shift with periodic check-in chats that, oh my God, would probably get your cell phone confiscated. Her father's Alzheimer's now haunts the house she grew up in, but she has her own definition of a daughter's job. The nurse aide she deploys to his house from the other business she runs provides him with everything he needs, plus the dark chocolate bars he wants. Nobody knows if he needs or wants her forgiveness. Two businesses. Four kids, three college tuitions, full-time care for youngest with autism, aging in-laws, armies of lawyers, and if that wasn't enough, a well-meaning smug accountant who's just too goddamn honest, if you want her opinion. It is hard to say when the bow is going to break, so I spend long days plugging my fingers into the cracks at the bottom of bulletproof glass, ATMing 20s into the hands of those who've earned far more than our expanding income gap is willing to recognize pockets full of broken paste-up promises from a world that told us that if you work hard, everything else should just work itself out. Right? Sometimes I have to laugh. Or use humor to deflect my own discomfort born from privilege. Sometimes I tell my customers that the bulletproof glass is really for their protection. <laughs> Sometimes I say, okay, that's $298.36. Or you can have what's in the box. As much as I try to dream outside it. As much as I'd like to jump off this merry-go-round, roller-coasting too many of us into the ground, as much as I want a gallant knight in bright, shining, progressive armor to come and save us from this income inequality, light a fuse to the word poverty, watch it explode, the fiery fragments regroup into the form of a warm community, as much as I want them to take stock instead of lottery, as much as I want to do more than just cash their checks, as much as I want us all to dream of something better and perhaps take a chance at singing it true, they always take the cash. And honestly, who could ever blame them? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was one of those poems I didn't write for a while. I, I did a tour for six months back in 05 uh, to 06. It was just me in a car and sleeping on floors for six months. And a friend of mine said, it's like, it was like playing a year of minor league baseball. I was like, but he said it with a reverence. I was like, yeah, yeah, it was. It was great. Um, and I got home and I was in debt and broke and, you know, sick of my own voice. And I, I didn't write for a while. And I took a job working for the fam. And, and I spent three years at it not writing much. And, like, that poem came from it. And I was like, all right, I earned that poem. That took me three years to earn that poem. Not to write it. Like, I wrote it in a day. But, like, it took three years to know that piece. So, so I'm, I'm very proud of that one. Uh, I like this one. It's, uh, it's, my New England, it's my New England poem. 
If it must fall, I say let the snow blanket us during the night. Daytime storms bring too much attention to our inequalities. Those of us focused on the without, studded snow tires, four-wheel added traction, adequate clothing, we can have a rough go at it, paid by the hour, little leeway to leave early, beat the storm home, being unprepared, too much of a reminder, sore backs on top of already sore feet, we work hard at hustling, a bag of salt or a cup of cocoa, six inches by afternoon smoke break, a boss who wants to stay open, and fellow rat racers who need us to, I say let it come down during our dreams, and we can all awake on the same slippery footing. Traffic delays, a shared point of obvious reference, unity of expectation, beginning anew, pristine, clean, we dig out together. I don't know if I have this one off page. Um, it's lovely to be here. I was here eight years ago. And I was a brash, self-absorbed young man trying to make his way in the poetry world. And today I'm a brash, self-absorbed man trying to make his way in the poetry world, but with a, a gray hair in my beard. So lots change. And short sleeves. A lot's change. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Really? All right. We're going to have to talk. <laughs> no, um, it's almost funny, this order of moments fragile. Just a few phrases go indomitable, beyond any imagined reproach, rock star Jesus in surround sound vibrating, liberal applications of salves, healing, helping to free the voice boxes of blessed angel mutes, self-actualizing, righteous path raking, it was a good day in the matrix. Now all my heroes taking notice, chance glances and subway window reflections perfect like God is working this toil. So good, the world must be mulling over its grand finale and all the world's a rage, but we playing at roles that no one could have ever guessed at. Constellation dots all connecting like space children's assignment booklets, instincting my way through constructed mazes, find it, an answer, a reality possible, the fluttering wings that sing like destiny, manifesting like happiness was this tangible toll ticket thing you could nestle next to a key ring, cell phone, debit card, pocket money folding like it was all happening now, and you had the right, the responsibility calling on you to help shape the future's future, all the late night doubt binges erased, the failures merely morphing to lessen, the successes gathering humble to combine forces, finally a level to live that the extra weight needed to balance this act a decent idea turned fact finding a mission trust buzzes something agreeable and then i cut you off in traffic stranger none of it seems to matter anymore for all the intent for all the saint, for all the cascading fire and wishing wells, I can now only be the crazy coyote biting into your dinner time anecdote, the ugly, ugly reason you tensed a moment of your life away. Thank you. How am I doing on time, sir? You're doing well. All right, great. It's good to know. Phoenix is a charming two-year-old singing in the corner while her mother fixes dinner. Me, I'm just the visitor, a tourist with questionable talent, pondering the viability of making a living off of my poetry. 
while relying on their hospitality in Duluth, Minnesota, October 2005. Having finished a fall recital, a spirited medley consisting of classic preschool standards like Itsy Bitsy Spider, she begins this free-form jam ripping off the phrase, look at me, look at me, look at me, melody shift sends shivers through my day. Oh, that's what all art says, I say, then laugh uncomfortably the way only grown-ups can. Look at me, look at me. There was no insistence in her song, only this benevolent invitation. And man, if my biological clock didn't stop right there and jump rope skip a bit. So yeah, Bellingham, Washington, I guess I do want your attention. All artists who dare take page or stage, we just tend to augment. Like, look at me, war is fundamentally wrong. Look at me, the world is in desperate need of new love songs. Look at me, I saw a senior citizen eating alone in a restaurant once. It made me want to cry. Look at me. Crazy. Look at me. Hey, I graduated from ugly. Look at me. I dig jazz. The good kind. Look at me. I dig, I dig trenches. I'm not sure if they're the good kind, but the money helps put my baby through university. Look at me. Why do so few have that opportunity when an 18 year old's options run basically A, join the military, B, spend time in a penitentiary, or C, indentured servitude for a corporate monopoly? I say, look at me, cause I am frantically searching for option D. Look at me. Your references are valid, poet, but I'd rather build a new mythology. Look at me, cause I think I know some words that you don't no. So why does my message still feel empty? Look at me, I like this president, but let's still impeach the electoral college. Look at me, fantasy is a construct that exists brilliantly to replace the beauty missing in reality. Look at me, community. Look at me, I remember that day at the zoo when I saw I was living in a cage too. Look at me in the ways I flunked out of being with you. Look at me, the rapture of our collective song. Look at me, the precise socioeconomic reasons why we all can't just get along. Look at me, I'm funny when I drink. Look at me, sobriety, it's worth it. Look at me, this stinks. I just wrote it. Don't know what to make of it. Maybe you can find something worth salvaging. Look at me in my lovely, lovely flow. Look at me, I got two tickets to everywhere. What would you like to know? Look at me, this writer, painter, singer, brother, lover, mother, and or other never got their proper due. Look at me for the ones who saved my life. Look at me in my selfish use of this device. Look at me, cliche, cliche, cliche. Hey, how this Virgil thought get in there? Cliche, cliche, cliche. Look at me, poetry, creating tomorrow's cliches today. Look at me, because this is what spoken word is. Look at me, I believe in it. Like God, like I love it so much. I'd never dare define what either of them are. Look at me, perfect snapshots, black and white. Look at me, the light at the end of the tunnel is not quite what they think it is. Look at me, for these few moments, I give you all express verbal permission to be all up in my business. Look at me, sometimes it's the words you leave out. Look at me, art. Art is a force we all know something about. Look at me, because I saw some of the best minds of my generation destroyed by the sadness of not possessing the madness to follow through. Look at me in this prayer. I was blessed enough to receive from this angel. She was only two. Thank you. Hey, two more? Okay. So uh, I have a couple more for you all. Um... If uh, if you want to read or hear more poems, uh, I have four books and two CDs. I'd be more than happy to tell you if you liked a piece in particular. I can tell you where it is. 
Um, and I'm having a lovely time in the Pacific North Northwest. I'm going to come back. I'm not going to wait eight years. Um, right. Uh, I am... I don't do a lot of performances these days. For the last few years, I've been kind of, like, I, I won a fellowship in the city, but it was more for organizing. Like, I'm a, a youth poetry organizer. Uh, I set up a festival in, in uh, Massachusetts for, for young uh, performance poets. And, you know, I work a lot to, like, build stages. So so I I, I owe a huge debt to Robert and, and those those who put their time into, like, sharing this light, you know, with us because it's a wonderful community. Um, so this is dedicated to you, Robert. This work does not pay well, if at all. This work is one of ego, of less evolved savior. This work will have to come to an end at some point. This work is more fun than what others choose to feel obligated to call work. This work costs more than I'm often willing to be comforted in admitting. This work propagates an air of flustered grace, the good fight, trench warfare that some casually admit to appreciating or associating with. Sometimes they are lonely and willing to accept a makeshift beacon they can touch or send text messages to or eat lunch with or demand some sort of validation from however subtle. I try to comply with what I assume they want. I assume too much. I've always been on the other side. Proverbial coins thrown in the fountains, splashing like those drowning in wildfires. This work feels worthwhile some days. An ankle chain gang spiritual on the others. The greatest highs and staggering low blows. This work is seeds that sprout much later. Reminder-shaped chants that feed back into this life I constantly consume. This creation is not all that creative. I'm a filter. Just like you, I make choices. Plenty of them are misinformed, misguided, and or delusional. The inspired ones feel like destiny. The ones based on fear erect townhouse communities in my guts. Spend enough time crafting it, and it can look like art or art. Art enough for someone to bestow a title on it. Art enough for others to recognize. Art enough to just be art sometimes with a depth and resonance that belongs to no one but the recycled particles constantly seeking rest and reason. Spend enough energy manifesting it. Art can deserve a name like a scared child staring intently into the eyes of those who brought them here. I was this close to not breaking a sweat, but I sweat when I read poetry. I could, like, go dancing. F Thank you. I, I mean, I could go dancing for hours and not break a sweat. I can go to the gym and not break too much of a sweat. But the second I start reading poems, craziness. Hmm? It, it is gross. It is gross. <laughs> oh. Oh. Mm. Right. But that's how I get rid of the toxins. The toxins. After reading po poems, I feel serene. I feel very soft-spoken, you know. Um, but thank you guys so much. This is my final piece. <clears throat> My friends, this is the sound our children will be listening to for hours on end. They, they will call it their music. 
was not unlike the sound of dolphins witnessing their families being drawn and quartered by mutated seahorsemen of the apocalypse. Here's the sound of the moon's braking mechanism screeching for fear of being contaminated by us. Here's the sound of time running out like inconvenient truths decapitating the headstrong who take all that's wrong, spin song and dance sound bites that chew off more than we can stomach. Some of us will call it noise and then search their lockers for weapons. Some of us will smile sly while remembering our own rebellious nature. Some of us will seek refuge at the Sunday morning death metal gangster rap brunches. Eggs sunny side down, pouring over copies of the new New Yorker, snapping along to Ice T body count tribute trios, wistful for more innocent time. I almost couldn't finish my poem. <laughs> no, that's, that's cool. <laughs> Alex Kalen Beatties, ladies and gentlemen. Our feature, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a hand. We're going to take a short break. Night. 